There you go. Uh, it's no good shits. Uh, to avoid a legal snag, I do have to mention that we are being recorded. Has that joke gotten old yet? No. Well, Nathan wasn't here last time you said it, so. Awesome. <laughs> this is brand new for me. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's news to me. Accusés d'un vol qu'ils n'ont pas commis, n'ayant aucun moyen d'en faire la preuve, ils fuient sans cesse devant leurs poursuivants. Pour subsister, ils emploient leurs compétences. Quand la loi ne peut plus rien pour vous, il vous reste un recours, un seul, l'agence tout risque. And with news to all of you people is that we have a brand new tournament to do as we yes. at the end of our last grapple updates we have a brand new tournament where we only argue and contradict each other to see what is the best of a particular category and this time we're looking back at the best covid era cinematic matches obviously as we're moving forward and we've entered the thunderdome it doesn't look like we're going to be doing many cinematic matches, not least not in WWE for a good while. But they provided us with some very memorable moments over the last year. So we're going to look at the... We've got eight here worked out into a bracket that we're going to talk about and decide which one was the best because nobody else's opinions matters other than the eight team. Goddamn right. Yeah. Speaking of cinematic matches, and we are, the uh, first person joining me today recently helped take part in putting together a cinematic match as the one and only, the one sweat the interesting Jimmy Baxter. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Uh, I just want to make it known that I know who won the cinematic, the cinematic tournament in my heart, even though it is not one of the eight. I will be fighting vigorously for it the entire podcast. I would expect nothing less. And speaking of fighting for things that aren't in the tournament, actually, I'm sure he's done in the past, but because it seems like him, a man desperately searching for a distant Florida T-shirt, Nathan Greenaway. <laughs> if I if I may, real quick, uh, just give you a line reading on that one. I would have said, speaking of nothing less, Nathan Greenaway. <laughs> <laughs> no, just getting cruel. <laughs> oh, well, I'm excited to be here. But, Jimmy, how upset are you that Scott put the brass kit together and didn't even include you? Um, it hurts on um, many levels. Um, I feel this uh, this this deep, deep sense of betrayal, but uh, I'll, I'll muscle through as best I can. Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't do this as, as potential mind games to throw Jimmy off track before our, our upcoming quiz or anything like that. This is just, I thought it was made clear that we were just doing AEW and WWE themed ones as that's where the main ones have been happening. Yes, but you see, Smiley and the Poly King, hashtag Smiley and the Poly King, just transcends all of those matches and more, I believe. We didn't have a football stadium. We didn't have a murder in a swamp. Uh, we didn't have a drill or any of the other things like that. It didn't go on for four and a half days, like one final beat. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I, think, I think it's just a, a big slap in the face. And I think that because you're the one who set it up, it's a deliberate 
uh, act of betrayal, and uh, you will suffer deeply for it during the quiz. <laughs> no wrestle hats either. Trust me, I wanted to put wrestle host in there, but I, I don't think because we need an even number of of matches, and eight is a decent enough number. I think we need at least eight, and I don't think we had many more beyond that because we didn't definitely didn't have enough for sixteen. I don't think. You could have just said no one watches Impact. It's fine. I watch Impact, so <laughs> I'm somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'll just read out the matches we have here. I won't mention the bracket just yet, but the matches are... I'll just read them in order when they happen. Boneyard match, the Firefly Funhouse, uh, um, Champa and Gargano's one final beat, Money in the Bank ladder match, Stadium Stampede, the Backlot Brawl, the Wyatt Swamp Fight, and most recent one, the Tooth and Nail match. Uh, no, we did not include the Street Profits versus Viking Raiders because, well, there wasn't a winner, so you can't call that a match. And two, it was ship. Yeah, but Tooth and Nail makes it on there. Yeah, because it was an actual match on a pay-per-view. Well, you see, the difference between <sighs> it. the difference between the, the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits thing is, like, there were millions of winners the fans, and with Tooth and Nail, nobody fucking won. Yeah, nobody won. One of them wasn't even cleared. Yeah. <laughs> so was it even legal? Allegedly. We were, Allegedly. We were all losers. The least, the person who was lost the most was probably uh, Riva's acting coach. There's <laughs> <laughs> no way she is an Money acting coach. Money down yeah. the drain. She gets her acting lessons from a weird van parked on the side of any road. Oh, God. And in Florida, in Florida, you have no idea what could even be inside that van. It's Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I was going to say, you thought about being in a van. I was going to say, that explains what Rahul's been up to recently, but... <laughs> wow! Jesus. It's lucky he's never going to listen to this. <laughs> when was the last time he was actually on one of the podcasts? I don't know, but this is the second time you've said this on a podcast lately. I feel like we need to bring you two back together. He knows what he did. What did I say? What was the, what was the last thing I said about him? I think you might you think you said the exact same thing, which is what was the last time he's on a podcast. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm concerned. I don't know where he is. <laughs> he should be putting out bloody missing person posters at the moment. The Donny Wahlberg of rogue opinions. <laughs> Jesus, I think that's harsh. I mean, Donny Wahlberg doesn't deserve that. <laughs> Can you imagine being Donny Wahlberg and seeing your brother gets up at like three a.m. to start his day every day? Well, yeah, because he's probably going to bed around that time, putting a cigarette out on his girlfriend's back or something, whatever he does at the time before he films Blue Bloods or whatever the fuck he's on. <laughs> Is she into it? Is it a kink thing, or is this like an abusive thing? I think I think Donnie Wahlberg is with fucking what's her name? Um, anti-vaxxer <laughs> chick. Um, it doesn't that doesn't narrow it down. Is it Jenny McCarthy? Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, no, I I genuinely believe that he's with her. So who the fuck cares? <laughs> well, if you type in Donnie Wahlberg, his Wikipedia says he's an American singer, songwriter, and rapper. He before, was before it says he's an actor. Uh, he was in New Kids on the Block, bro. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know. It's just funny that, that he's. Oh, uh, those oh, are still his oh, things. Oh, oh, oh. He is. He married Jenny McCarthy six years ago. Can you imagine spending any extended amount of time with Jenny McCarthy? No. <laughs> no. It, I don't drove, want to. it drove Jim Carrey insane. <laughs> like, I'm here for you, Jim. It's my boy. Love him. He is nuts. Have you seen all his art? Uh, were you making uh, uh, fi- uh, finger quotes in the air when you said that? Yeah. Did it come through? <laughs> I think it did. I felt it. I felt it through Skype. <laughs> uh, he's no Val Kilmer when it comes to artwork. You're goddamn right. I can't what was this thing about a tournament? <laughs> I, was say, I can't imagine getting up at 3 a.m. because that's the time when we are during recording this podcast. It feels like that's when our fucking recordings finish, at least for the UK time. But. So well, that's, doing. that's how I know how to get off of a call because I get a notification from Mark Wahlberg's uh, Instagram stories from his lifting. So I'm like, oh, I got to get in bed now because homeboy, homeboy's rocking and rolling over here. Jenny McCarthy said she has referred to herself as an outcast in school. Just wondering if anyone's surprised by that. There's a difference between being an outcast and nobody fucking liking you. Can we, wait, wait, wait. Quick aside. Can we all just agree that Jenny McCarthy belongs in the Big Timing Fucks Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's completely big-timed having talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, as is customary, if you guys haven't heard it before, if you're listening to us for the first time in the Nerdo Network or elsewhere, in the Big Timing Fucks Hall of Fame, we have a tradition around here where I stop everybody. I say, welcome to the Hall of Fame, asshole. You've really made something of yourself. <laughs> we're fu- we're a far cry away from fucking singled out on MTV. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do know? That we have a fucking tournament to do. I think it went off the air around the time you were born. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> such what a random reference to make. She was the chick on fucking before Carmen Electra. Jenny McCarthy was the chick on uh, singled out with Chris Hardwick. MTV's answer to the dating game. God damn. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I know we're really going in on Jenny McCarthy here. Really are. Imagine, imagine being a, the masked singer and finding out you'll be judged by Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> and yeah. Nick Cannon, of all people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> judging you on what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a low for anyone. <laughs> I wonder I wonder who's in the ice cream cone. Uh Jenny, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. Who cares, Jenny? Like oh. <laughs> Jesus. Damn it. There's that content. There's that content, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. We are it's autism. Looking at your face causes autism. Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> They would argue tooth and nail against like, <laughs> to the cinematic matches tournament. We are we are going to argue this. We're going to fight this out until the one our one final beat until we decide what is the best match. And this will be no fun house tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Oh uh, yes, that was not one of my best moments. 
We're coming. We're coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're coming in. We're coming in like a stadium stampede through a backlot brawl. We got money in the bank, ladies and gentlemen, as we're breaking down the. Uh, uh, never mind. I, I I almost made it. Very quiet swamp fight. <laughs> uh, What's the first so, matchup? So. <laughs> Uh, this definitely, this definitely wasn't thrown together. This definitely wasn't thrown together. <laughs> so yeah, now that have you guys uh, accepted the fact that the Street Profits match and the uh, three stages of hell or whatever it was that you did, Jimmy, aren't getting in? No, have I'm you, not happy. About it, I was going to wait. Them? I was going to wait until a really inconvenient point in the tournament to bring it up. Every, every point with you is an inconvenient point. Oh. Oh. oh! No, I think it should be. A, I don't think, um, aside from the obvious reasons that we're not going to go into, because this is meant to be comedy. I don't think Dream and Cole belongs because I don't think that was cinematic. That was just a match filmed weird. Yeah, I had, I had en- enough weird camera cuts to count as a cinematic thing. Yeah, but is that what makes a cinematic match? Is just cutting it weirdly. Well, it was taped in another location and in the middle of Filson. So, also, I'm, I apologize for the that joke I made. Every interview, and that's just really a vacation of saying your face is stupid, <laughs> like or, or saying like your mother or something. That, so sorry, I, I am better than that. It was a real Jenny McCarthy of an insult, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really McCarthyed that one. Yeah, I don't think Dream and Cole belongs, but I do think the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits belongs. That was cinematic. That was a masterpiece. There was a storyline. There was a thread all the way through that. There were ninjas. Oh, fuck. There weren't any ninjas in Cole v. Dream. No, well, but there you was see, You see, I, I agree with you, Nathan. I absolutely do. I think that the, uh, the Viking Raiders and the uh, Street Profits deal with the ninjas and everything else that happened. That's fantastic. But it didn't have a man of a, of a million smiles. It didn't have a Polly King. And it didn't have me. So, like, those are three strikes. And Are you, are you helping or hurting your argument? Wow. Wow. Did you not see my hair? <laughs> Everyone Can saw I... your hair. <laughs> uh, answer me this question. What the hell is a Polly King? He's the king of the Polly cult. You know what polyamory is? Where you have more than one partner? Uh, MV Young is, uh, in wrestling lore, uh, uh, the Polly King MV Young has, uh, over 10,000 partners. He is the king of all the Polly, the, the, the entire Polly cult is his. I get your arguments, guys, but my counter is this. I've written a bracket. I'm a lazy bastard. I'm not taking anything out. (laughs) I'm not rewriting this. Yeah, but then I, I, if 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 your argument, which is that it just has to be cut and and stuff like that, makes a cinematic match, can we not have Edge v Randy Orton in there? I hate to oh, go, Dave, I hate the, to go with Dave Meltzer on you. It is the greatest wrestling match ever. Yeah, it was it was the greatest wrestling match ever. Dream v Cole. Well, it was, that was actually probably better than Gargano v Champa. Honestly, it has Dream in it, so that takes a lot of points away from me. To be fair, guys, I don't know why you're arguing this. It's not going to get past the first round. Dream That's fair. Well, I don't know why. Yeah, but I think Street Profits v Viking Raiders will get past the first round because it had axe throwing. 
Now, you, when you hear what what uh, the backlog probably has been put up against, you'll know that no matter what we put in that slot, it wasn't going through. When you see what I've put it up against. Mm. I don't trust this guy, Jimmy. I don't know. I mean, he does have the bracket right in front of him. I feel like he's um, choosing the bracket to try and make sure that I don't get my dumb shit in there. And I think I think he's purposefully rigging it against me because he knows I'm just I'm gonna just do awful awful things to him yeah. uh, in the quiz. Disgusting things. And in a few Disgusting. days, I'm recording a podcast talking about Nathan's favorite matches. Just give me one fucking thing. Can I have one thing? No. One. No. no. Start, start winning. Yeah. Start winning predictions contests, and you can start having things. Stop being I won wrong. predictions contest against both of you in the past individually. When was that? That was like last I, year. I have no recollection of any of this ever happening. COVID wasn't even a word the last time you won a predictions contest. Boom. Nathan, <laughs> without Jimmy's help, how many predictions contests have you won? Uh, one of them sent me lists and then asks my, asks my opinion and then I go no that looks good and then we're good to go. So yeah. if anything, the golden goose over here is Mr. Nathan Greenaway. Man, thanks, Jimmy. You didn't have to do that. I didn't. I didn't. But you know what? It's the truth, and I'm a man of truth. Oh, just fucking get it over with the two of you. <laughs> just so far away. He's just so far away. So can we kick Dream V Cole out and put in? And do a qualifying argument between uh, Poly- Smiley v. the Poly King and Viking Raiders v. whoever the fuck those guys are. Street Profits. <laughs> whoever those guys are. It's only the raw tag team fucking champion. So, wait, a second. wait a second. Was that, spo- was that supposed to help your argument for the uh, Viking Raiders and the uh, Street Profits? You can't even remember who's in the match. Yeah, I can. It's, um, it's Montez Ford and his friend. <laughs> Old, old third gimmicks, the charm, Angelo Dawkins. Yeah, and Akira Tozawa was there, and he had a giant man with him. Guys, how about this? We'll start the tournament, and when we get to what the battle brawls up against, you can then decide whether or not you want to insert either of these matches in, because I guarantee you, even if they were in here, they wouldn't beat what's going up against the battle of brawl. Like, I feel like Scott really wants whatever's against the battle of brawl to win, which really makes me want to vote against it, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't think you'll be able to bring yourself to, to go vote against them. Oh, you've no idea how low I'll stoop to annoy you. <laughs> no, no, the sitcom showdown showed me that. <laughs> yeah, what I voted for a better show. I know, I know all you have to... I, uh, never mind, I'm, I'm not going to make that joke. It, it really upset Scott last time, so I'm not going to make the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Jimmy. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. That one's for you, buddy. (laughs) Should we start this tournament at some point this century? Yes. How how I'm going to do this is I believe there's one true one that's going to be hard to call in the first round, whereas the other ones I think are going to be a bit easier. So I'm going to go from looking at the four matches in the first round, I'm going to go from easiest to hardest, or at least what I believe is the easiest to the hardest uh, to vote on. To start off with, so we start with the easiest one in the first round. It's AEW versus AEW, where Tooth and Nail goes up against Stadium Stampede. Can I can I start, please? Go ahead. Remember, and I uh, should remind the people listening if they never listened to our tournaments before. Given that the three of us, it has to be like two to one, or or depend on 
how we feel about it. Sometimes it can just be all three of us together, but it needs at least two votes to go through. I have mentioned uh, in no uncertain terms when we were reviewed, uh, what was that, Double or Nothing? Yeah, when Double or Nothing this okay. year. Um, so when we reviewed Double or Nothing, I made it abundantly clear that Stadium Stampede was my everything, and it still is my everything. Stadium Stampede is my selection of the first match of the first round. Easily. Tooth and nail was garbage. Tony Khan <laughs> did say that Double or Nothing kicked WrestleMania's ass. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, inclined, like, inclined to believe him. I don't remember any of that show apart from Stadium Stampede, which is the obvious winner here because Tooth and Nail was garbage. See, I knew Tooth and Nail wasn't going to go through, so I thought we might as well put it against something easy that we know we're all going to vote for. I mean, Tooth and Nail, they tried their best, but Stadium Stampede had a football in the ground, so it's going through. <laughs> Hans Moleman presents Old Man Gets Hit in the Groin by a Football. <laughs> hey, Hangman Production presents Man Getting Chased by a Horse. <laughs> Next up, in the first round, we have the Wyatt Swamp fight against Gargano Champa, one final beat. Oof. Wyatt Swamp fight had a murder, um, and it wasn't 17 years long. Um, so Wyatt Swamp fight easily. See, I before I get to Nathan, I I actually quite liked one final beat for what it was, given that like we tried a year ago to do the blow for Gargano Champa. Champa got injured. We were gonna do it again at the Bina takeover, and fucking the world came to us an end almost. So they did their best to try and make, present a more serious version of it, and all of it went all this match took itself too seriously. Like, this has been building since the Cruiserweight Classic, which was in 2016. Like, of course, it has to be a bit... You can make a cinematic match serious or funny, depending on who you've got in it. So I liked the fact they took a, a serious take on it. And then it led on to the heel Gargano heel kind of story. And I quite enjoy their, the work they're doing right now. So I would actually argue for one final beat, because the, the Wyatt Swamp, which I think they were trying too hard to replicate the success of a, another match we're going to talk about. And plus, you know, the fact that it was on, it was also hindered because they tried to make it spooky because it was on the horror show with Extreme Rules, which was garbage overall. That's just my opinion. <laughs> did we talk about that show? Yeah, we did uh, that and Slammiversary and the one grapple up there. Because uh... I, I, I messaged you guys specifically saying I refuse to talk about Extreme Rules as a standalone thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I don't remember anything about one final beat other than Candice LeRae kicking people in the nuts. Well, that was a closing moment, so it's really the only thing you need to remember. Yeah, this is that, true. That, that and Triple H casually sitting in the corner in a chair in the middle of an empty warehouse. <laughs> Just sat there reading a copy of Rolling Stone that was next to him. Probably uh, a head in there somewhere. <laughs> Swamp Fight, though, I remember quite a lot about, and I remember it being weird, but it was very try-hard, uh, which was weird, because it kind of felt like they also didn't go far enough in it, that they could have, there was a lot left on the table with that, like they should have gone insane with it, but they kind of really half-assed it, but I think it was, still, it was still better than one final beat, like one final, it was just long, and like it didn't really need to be done, like they could have just held off, 
We've done it in like the fun. Just give up. No. No, they deserved a blow. (laughs) They did. Not like that though. It was just. It was just weird. And and I don't really remember anything about it. I still don't think it counts as cinematic either. So I'm gonna go swamp swamp fight. Honestly, I didn't know if either of these deserved to go through, but I just know I preferred one final beat. That's why I put these two together. You talked about how much further they could have went with the white, the swamp fight, and it being half hours. I think that's just the story of the Wyatt Braun feud, to be honest with you. Because, like, it's the first the match. Story of the Wyatt. It was just like the first match was good, but they, you know they could have done more. So it's like, oh, they're setting it up for the, the later matches. Then they have this shit show, and then fucking the, the Falcon Era match. Is just used as a setup for Roman's return. Yeah, well, it just held off. They were like, well, Roman's coming back, so we'll just have these guys do something weird and we'll get our big dog back. <laughs> All right. I was going to say, probably there's nothing else I could probably argue for the one final beat. So, and you guys have both said, so it's two to one, White Spot Fight goes through. No. Here's what I was talking about earlier. The Black Clock Brawl versus Firefly Funhouse. Aww. Are you honestly telling me that as much as, as heavily involved as you were with it, with it, Jimmy, are you honestly telling me that the match you were involved in was better than Funhouse? And Nathan, are you honestly going to tell me Street Profits v Viking Raiders was better than the Funhouse? No, I just think they should have the opportunity to compete more than Dream against Cole deserves to be there. It doesn't deserve to be there. It doesn't deserve to be on this list. You can't really make that argument that they deserve the opportunity if they're probably not going to get past the first round. Why are you willing willing this match to lose in the first round? I'm not saying that they're going to lose. I'm just saying they deserve the opportunity. Even if that... And who says says they're going to lose? Because it's the fun house. It was one of the most talked about... Probably the most talked about thing of many a weekend. I don't know, Gronk was there. Fuck Gronk. <laughs> I mean, he's, I mean, he's no, he's no K-Fed. What, what, was that, what was that in reference to? You'll know, find out later. Wow. <laughs> wow, what a reference. That, that, that's how you fucking, that's how you tease shit, ladies and gentlemen. Jimmy, your thoughts on the idea of putting one of these match, other matches in against the Funhouse? I mean... Listen, like I said, the uh, the match that I was in and was around and uh, partially responsible for uh, it being a thing uh, has a lot of really great music in it. Um, it's solid, solid wrestling action. Um, and one could argue that the Funhouse was not really even a match. It was really just a trip into the psyche of John Cena, and then he was trapped within like the void like remember how at the end i think it's like superman 2 where they like send them into the phantom zone and they spin out into the world out into the universe that's essentially what happened to john cena here that's interesting was the fun house like the fun house didn't take place in a ring i never saw a a licensed referee no it was just a bray counted himself to be the winner it did take place in a ring there was the Sister Abigail and the Man of Clock, they took place in a ring. There were segments of it that took place in a ring. It wasn't the same ring that everything else took place in. There was not a sanctioned referee. I didn't see Charles Robinson. I didn't see Mike Chioda. 
I didn't see Earl Hebner. Uh, well, unlikely to see Earl Hebner and WWE ever again. <laughs> like, come on, you've seen this, arguing this was a match. I don't even think, you could argue about most of these matches aren't even technically matches. I mean, the Swamp Fight didn't have a licensed referee. It ended via murder. This one at least ended via pinfall. Uh, but I I like to disagree. Uh, Bray counted himself as the winner. So, I mean, that's like Austin, uh, you know, doing the whole thing uh, with the referee knocked out and counting himself the winner. What was that? Over the edge? 98, if I'm mista- if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you're saying, like, break it down. Like, RVD won the WWE title, and Paul Heyman is not a sanctioned ref. So like, He was running that show, though. Yeah. He's not a licensed referee. He's he's the guy calling the shots. I accept that more than Bray Wyatt counting his own pinfall. Well, Wyatt's calling the shots because it's his funhouse. I don't know because Wyatt counted his own pinfall whilst he was whilst a different Wyatt was pinning John Cena. Mm, this is confusing. Yeah. Uh, why why wasn't Huskus the Pig Boy wearing a referee shirt? Why wasn't Mercy the Buzzard? wearing a referee shirt. All I'm saying is that in hashtag smiley and the poly King now on YouTube, go check it out. Uh, we had a licensed referee. Uh, we had two corner men who never got involved. Okay. We had two main event superstars wrestling each other for a world title. And this one had teleportation and it was like being John Malkovich, except it was being John Cena. I'm just trying to get over the fact that you would rather accept a pig uh, counting the pin rather than Bray, who's an actual human being. Well, do you have to be a human being to be a referee? I have, don't you ever, have you ever seen someone who isn't a human being be a referee? Hmm. This is confusing. Oh, n- never mind. I was going to make a joke at Nick Patrick's expense, but he's actually a great guy. Hey, <laughs> you leave Kenny Powers alone. <laughs> that was called for me spending down. I can't remember. He's rounding down Kenny Powers, yeah, Kenny Powers. Uh, that's why it's been ages since I've seen You're fucking out! <laughs> so, what are we doing here? I'll say, got... see, do you think that any, either the, the back, I'm trying to say whether or not you guys want to swap out the backlot for all to go up, uh, wait for one of the two matches that you mentioned to go up against the Funhouse? Yeah, I think the I don't think the backlot for all belongs. Right. I don't think it's cinematic. I think it's just a match taking place at a different place. All these took, well, all these took place in different places. If it's not cinematic in the sense that it, it's just a hardcore match, but they're in a warehouse. It was filmed in the back set of, uh, of Phil Sale, which is a school about filmmaking. So in that sense, they're using their cameras as well. So in that sense, it's cinematic. Also, you couldn't see half of it because uh, the lights... We're shining directly into the camera. It's, a, it's not a very good school, then, is it? <laughs> Making amateur mistakes like that. That would be more on WWE's production rather than Full Sail. Full Sail is actually a pretty, uh, pretty great place. A uh, oh. pretty good program. From what I understand, I have never been. All right, sorry, Full Sail. But yeah, I still don't think I don't think Dream V Cole belongs in here. I would. I would take. Uh, uh, Viking Raiders in there because the one listen the one I'm in had very we we did what we could with what we had and we loved every second of it but I mean logistically it can't compete with the production level of WWE 
or AEW. So I w- I'm going to side with Nathan and say uh, the, so the uh, Viking Raiders <laughs> Street Profits move in. Scott, are you going to allow it? Uh, sorry, just, I, I must stress to Demi that when I was arguing against your match getting in, I was not trying to shit on the work that you did or or Smiley or the Paul King or anybody else at Pro Wrestling Magic or anything like that. I was just trying to argue that I felt this tournament should be WWE and AEW Blade matches. But like, if you're willing to let the Viking Raiders one go in, then fair enough. The bracket is now uh, Firefly Funhouse versus Viking Raiders and Street Profits. It doesn't really have a name that match, so I'll just say Viking, Viking Raiders versus Street Profits versus Ninjas. Uh, but I'm just going to let you know right now my vote is for the Firefly Funhouse. Wow. I feel I feel bad for you, Jimmy, but thank you for letting a true, great and iconic moment in wrestling history uh, step forward. You had many different competitions in there, including axe throwing. You had the Street Profits turn out to not be very good at it. They fought ninjas. There was a giant ninja at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what more do you want in cinema? This wasn't cinema, actually. This was film. This was film. This is film. What's the difference between cinema oh. and film? Oh. It was shot on physical film. They were cranking it yeah. behind the scenes. They were just cranking the I reels. beg your pardon. All right, so Nathan, what's your vote for again? <clears throat> uh, for cranking it. <laughs> Which is the new name of Street Profits v Viking Raiders? Cranking it, cranking it. I just think you can't, you can't. Like, wow, so many ninjas. One of the ninjas was huge. They went, didn't they go? I oh, know they didn't go bowling. That was on Raw. Never mind. Um. Uh. So then, uh, my vote will, of course, have to be for the critically acclaimed Firefly Funhouse. God damn it! Me, Nathan, come on. Uh, I get I get you guys are passionate about this, but I, I I tried to warn you when we came to it, nothing was going to beat the funhouse. There's no way the funhouse wasn't going by the first round. I mean, it's just it just it's, it's a trip inside not only the mind of John Cena but just the creative mind of friggin' Bray Wyatt. This Fine. is just I just imagine on motorcycles. Jimmy, did it change your mind if I remind you the ninjas were on motorcycles? Uh, you couldn't change my mind if you reminded me that Ivar. Uh, threw a bowling ball into um, what's it, Angela Dawkins' friend. Um, threw threw some uh, some bowling ball into his nuts. You couldn't change my mind for that. I love it. Don't get me wrong. We both gushed about it a lot on that review. But I mean, it's the fucking funhouse, man. I mean, you you had cranking it, and you're one Nathan. But this one had the smackdown fist. I mean, this one had fisting in it. <laughs> You know what? That is the most compelling argument on this podcast yeah, that's so not, far. That's not bad, actually. I'm going to change my vote to the funhouse. <laughs> All right. A, Hashtag fisting it. There's a campaign slogan. A vote for funhouse is a vote for fisting. Any line we ever see in one of these podcasts taken out of context is just it's going to get us cancelled. You can leave it in context and it probably will. Yeah, it's prob- that's probably true, yeah. Especially if you're Jenny McCarthy. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, guys, I think you can guess by process of elimination that the final match on this bracket is the Boneyard match versus the Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. 
Mm. One had Iron Maiden. And, uh, no, it didn't. It had Metallica. Oh, it had Metallica. Oh, which one was it? Metallica. Metallica. Yes. Mm. But one had Stephanie McMahon appearing. In, in, telling in, people to tidy up. In absolutely the same room at the same time in the same absolutely. place. Absolutely. You want to say that you can't compete with the production of WWE <laughs> because some of the jump cuts in this piece of shit. <laughs> well, we can't we can't deny that the Money in the Bank ladder match from uh, this past Money in the Bank had by far one of the greatest moments in cinema history. Um, Dana Brooke pulling down the wrong briefcase uh, in also, the office. Also, just, 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 just quickly, we said this was um, the Swamp Fight was the only one that that ended in murder, but this one did have two murders. Yeah, but it didn't end in murder. Yeah, they, had, they came back the following night as well. But yeah, you, so, talk, you want to talk about murder, in the world of Keefe, Gals and Anderson were murdered by The Undertaker. That's not a bad way to go. It's um, not a bad way to go at all. Also, the money, money back, we say, the how strong the competitors are to watch two people get thrown off a building and it not interrupt their flow because they're such good competitors. I Whereas AJ Styles lost his shit when his friends got killed. I didn't think of this until now, but if if we are to believe that um, Alistair Black is a vampire man because of his little his little entrance and whatever, when he got thrown off the roof, he could have just ah, batted out real quick and flew to safety and possibly even rescued the teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny, little, tiny Rey Mysterio at the same time. Maybe he did, and that's why Ray turned up did. on Monday. But quickly, are you telling me that Alistair Black is a daywalker? I believe so, yeah. Holy shit, this changes everything. My vote's for Money in the Bank. I, and, I'm gonna, and Blade. I'm going to make an argument here, actually, for the for the Boneyard match, given that even though, obviously, it was only the day before the, the Funhouse, it was kind of like the first like time we actually saw anything like this trend of, of cinematic matches we've been getting. Like you said, it had Metallica in it. Well, which, like you said, after you got the name of the band wrong. But also, you always talk about, like, it has murder in it. It has that meme of Undertaker appearing behind AJ Styles. And also, like, one of the funniest moments, I think, in the Money in the Bank match, you wouldn't have without the Boneyard match, which is AJ opening the Undertaker room and having PTSD flashbacks to being buried alive. Well, I don't know, because I don't want to make fun of uh, mental disorders like you do. I mean, it's, I don't he hates call, women, mental I don't disorders. PTSD funny. God damn I mean, it, Scott. I mean, it's, it's clearly not serious enough, given that it was given, with AJ, because given that he never had an incident like that again, it was, and like, he clearly got over it in a hurry. Well, you don't know what, what sort of work he's having to do behind the scenes. He keeps saying he wants to retire. I mean, how he how he deals with that is a Twitch stream he may or may not be able to do anymore. <laughs> now nah, they don't own his name, so he's fine. But anyway, I'm going for the Boneyard match. Strictly honestly, because I, it gave AJ Styles PTSD. Well, no, but it's, I, for numerous reasons, like the ones I mentioned, like the fact that Charles Anderson got murdered, since that seems to be the common theme in these matches. And also, I honestly, I honestly hope Undertaker never has another match. Because that's the perfect send-off, I think. Literally riding off into the sunset at the end of it. Well, it was dark. Yeah, but you know what I mean. 
So on the one hand, we have the single worst day in AJ Styles' life. His two friends were murdered in front of him, and then he was buried alive. Um, and on the other hand, we have the happiest day in yeah. my spirit animal Otis's life, yeah. where he by accident caught a briefcase uh, that he no longer uses. Two people, no, not two people. So two groups of people fought through a massive skyscraper. To I mean, it's WWE headquarters. It's like eleven stories. That's still pretty big. Um, all the way up to the to the roof where there was a wrestling ring, so they could climb some ladders and claim a briefcase. Like that's pretty great. And a- Asuka beat up uh, Baron Corbin at one point. I I would argue, like I mentioned on the Armani the Bank pod. Me, you, Nathan, me and you did with Carl. I think the uh, the money the buying match was good until they got to the roof. Because also the goal is to get to the roof, but then they get there and really like all the fun moments were on the way up. And then they got there and it's just awkwardly all fighting to claim a, a ladder and a ring that's on top of a roof. Yeah. And then people being murdered, but not quite murdered because they showed up the next night to have their eyes poked out. Alistair Black has bat wings. It's time to get serious when you get to the roof. All the shenanigans, all your brother loves, and Paul <laughs> Heyman eating tons of food. There was a food fight in the middle of that match. You, you, you're saying time to get serious. Did you not see how Otis won the title? Won the, the briefcase? Thing? Within the rules, yeah. It's not his fault they dropped it. Like, if they're stupid and dropped it, then... Yeah. Also, we learned that we also learned that Elias has a power teleportation because he randomly appears, hits Bangorn with a a guitar, and then suddenly in the next shot he's not there anymore. Uh, you got a question teleportation after losing your mind over the Funhouse? <laughs> bearded oh. bearded oh. people can teleport in WWE. I, I was saying, I was meaning that in the case that we know Bray Wyatt can teleport because he's been using it for years. But you don't expect Elias of all people to know how to teleport. Life finds a way. Don't uh, you ghost on me. <laughs> ghost, ghost, doink. Anybody? Ghost, doink. <laughs> um. Okay, Vince McMahon getting super upset that people were fighting in his office near oh. his giant dinosaur skull. Oh my god. And then Daniel Bryan and AJ having a moment outside the office. Yeah, yeah. Money in the Bank is my choice. Yeah, Hands Money in the Bank is my choice as well. Also, it wasn't even a boneyard, really, was it? No, it was more what of like a, a boneyard. It was at the back of a farm. You, you're asking what is a boneyard, so how do you may know what is and isn't a boneyard if you don't even know what a boneyard is? Well, because it was clearly, it was like behind some barns and stuff. Unless, it, unless a boneyard is just wherever you keep your bones. There could have been bones buried under there, under all those graves. That's Donnie Wahlberg's uh, pet name for Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> wow. Wow. God damn. So let's oh. look at... <laughs> this is boneyard Holy right there. shit. <laughs> so let's, let's work out where we are at the moment. So where are at? We've got... We've got the money in the bank going through since you both voted for it and I voted Boneyard. Money in the bank is going up against the Firefly Funhouse and the Wyatt Swamp fight is going up against Stadium Stampede. Oh dear. Let's do this. 
All right, second round. Swamp fight versus Stadium Stampede. Stadium Stampede had a horse. <laughs> Stadium well, Stampede had a one-wing angel off of the mezzanine through what definitely wasn't crash pads and boxes. And the White Swamp fight had a snake and uh, not at all obvious stuntman who got set on fire. <laughs> I mean, Stadium Stampede, there's two of it, things that I didn't like about Stadium Stampede. Stampede. I didn't really like the bit where Matt Hardy was just getting drowned and they were zooming on his face whilst he was underwater and he was just doing gimmick things. Yeah, he was happy about it. He was like, all right, cool. I mean, I know it's hard to see a man get drowned, but you know, the EW doctors would clear him for anything. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Matt Hardy can't die. Sorry. He is stronger than death, apparently. You could just see Tony Khan in the background tweeting how fine he is whilst he was being drowned. There's just a gif out where he's just like being held underwater and it's just like he didn't go to the hospital. He's fine. The doctors cleared him after he was nearly drowned four times. <laughs> Ortiz uh, Ortiz shouting like, I can't swim. And Santana's like, um, it's two and a half feet of water, bro. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Like, Stop being a bitch. I'm going to totally watch Stadium Stampede after we're done. <laughs> I love that match so much. When Kenny Omega ordered milk from the bar, I've never seen a person order milk from a bar before. Oh my god, how could I forget about Jake Hager and Adam and Adam Page sitting down to have a drink like they're in an old-time western, and then they just beat fuck out of each other for like a couple minutes. Yeah, it was pretty great. They had the most pointless ring in the world, given that they spent all of... 0.001% of the match and the ring. They had cheerleaders. Holy shit. Cheerleaders. Yes. Stadium Stampede is my vote. It was pretty great. I'd love yeah, to I'm see sure. I'd love to see the Jackson Jaggy um, Jacksonville Jaguars players being told that the pitch is being used for wrestling. Just seeing them all like sorry, our owner what? <laughs> like, <laughs> But yeah, Stadium Stampede. Yeah, obviously. It was the obvious one. It was always going to probably go through anyway. So the final, one place in the final has Stadium Stampede. So let's find out what's going to go up against. Is it going to be the Money in the Bank ladder match or the Firefly Funhouse? One win still not. I still don't know if it's been proven that the Firefly Funhouse is even a match. Or whether it even matters if it's a match or not. I don't think any of these matter whether or not they can be considered matches or not. I mean, if it's promoted and it happens and why it was declared the winner, then it's a match. Mm, interesting. I don't think they've ever mentioned outside of the Funhouse match who won. It just sort of cut back to um, Titus, Titus O'Neil being dumbfounded with what they saw. Probably the greatest moment of Titus uh, O'Neil's career that didn't involve him falling on his ass. Was that even Titus O'Neil's reaction to the match, or was he just confused that he was back on camera? Ooh, that's a good question. He was, that is he a good was, question. Sir Titus O'Neil had encountered a problem and had to reboot. <laughs> uh, but the Firefly Funhouse, tons of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia is the best. Uh, Money in the Bank had plenty, plenty of nostalgia too. Brother Love, Doink, 
Has anyone got nostalgia for Brother Love? Uh, have you not heard the, oh, of the Brother Love pop? Go yeah, ahead, Tom. Has a nostalgia for Brother Love? Yeah, Dank was there. Rey Mysterio was there. Rey Mysterio was there. He's super nostalgic. But Stephen McMahon was definitely there. We haven't spoken about her yet. Stephen McMahon was definitely there, 100%. Lacey Evans was there. Oh, I'm going to have to go. should win then. Yeah, I'm going with the Funhouse. Damn it. Knew I shouldn't have bought her up. I'm going to go watch Military Makeover. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Funhouse. Funhouse is way better. Eric Bischoff was in Funhouse, technically. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah, yeah. Archive footage, but he was there. John Cena pretending to be Hulk Hogan was in it. What was Johnny maybe called when he was doing the, the flexing in front of the giant blue cage? What was he called referred to as? Oh, shit. Um, I can't remember. I, I, like, I, I don't know. And I don't... Johnny Meatbags or something like that? I don't know. Something like that, yeah. And he was killing those reps on those weights, by the way. Like, just slaughtering it, dude. Just getting his fucking pump on. And looking great behind a cage for reasons. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. It was a... So I think it's the unanimous funhouse is going through. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Nathan, you, you went full Lacey Evans and you know you're not supposed to do that. I, was a, I regret bringing her up. Carmella was you played, there. You played I yourself. Think. Was Carmella in the match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was trying to do her moonwalking, and her shoes were squeaking out across the floor. It is super rare to find someone who can genuinely moonwalk. I mean, it's just toe heel, toe heel, toe heel. Will you do it then? Uh, fine. Just imagine you're skipping shit off your shoes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, finals. The finals. Stadium Stampede versus a Firefly Funhouse. Somehow I always knew this is how it would be. Now, yeah. on the one hand, we we get uh, we run into the problem where we could be called uh, AEW Marks and Shills for Tony Khan if we pick Stadium Stampede. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we could play into what the majority of everybody believes. Uh, is the greatest thing in wrestling history. Or we can follow our truth. We can follow our spirits. And we can say He's together... He's about to say it's his match, isn't it? God damn it! <laughs> God, God damn, damn it! it. You're just where you're going. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I, I typed out a couple of notes for that because I was thinking about it the whole time. Um, or we can stand together and say that the stadium stampede is our everything. Hashtag Smiley and the Poly King. I mean, both of these matches have a case to be the greatest matches ever, just the greatest things in wrestling ever. But, and I know, like, I call you, you said we could look like total AEW marks if we go for stadium stampede. Having said that, if anyone has ever listened to any AEW podcast we've ever done, they'll know that that's not the case. They'll know that we can, we fairly criticise them when we think someone's shit. 
as well as when we think someone's good, just like we would do for WWE. But, like, we didn't even talk about Steam Stampede that much at Double or Nothing because we knew it would just be, like, just gushing about it because there wasn't really... I don't think we found any faults at all when we were talking about it, which is why I think my vote probably would be for Stadium Stampede. Which match would you rather kiss? <laughs> oh, oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Shag, Mary kill, Firefly Funhouse, Stadium Stampede, Boneyard match. Why Boneyard match? Because uh, well, I have... in the Bone in the title. Well, that and I, before we started, I put numbers next to them based on how I feel, felt about them. And the top three was Stadium Stampede, Funhouse, and Boneyard. So Gosh. Shaq, Mary Kill, Boneyard, Funhouse, Sta- Stadium Stampede. Who, who the fuck am I shagging or marrying in this, in this scenario here? Well, you're going to shag uh, the entire cast of whichever one you shag, surely. That's the only fair way to do it. Yeah. Well, I, can't, well, I can't exactly shag fucking... Stadium Stampede, there were 10 of them, for God's sake. It's going to be a busy fucking night. Yeah. And if you want to shag 10 members of a match, you need to go to bluechew.com forward slash I mean, rogue opinions. I mean, your, I mean, your arse will be like fucking a losing crimson at the end. As well for us with David Jesus, you, you have at it. You know who would be up for shagging 10 people? John Cena. Po- I was going to say the Polly King, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to check in with Michael. Um, I'm, uh, I'm not sure if uh, whether or not he's speaking to anybody inside the church drivers at the moment uh, after what happened to him happened. Uh, hashtag smiley in the Pollock King. Um, but I will have to ask him if he uh, if any of the members of said match are uh, members of the Pollock cult. I'm going to have to ask him. I feel like you'd have a more fun night if you went out on a date with John Cena and Bray Wyatt, than you would with the people from Stadium Stampede. Because Chris Jericho is super annoying. Jake Hager, I'm not sure if he ever knows where he is. Kenny Omega seems cool in the Bucks. I mean, you couldn't really exactly marry the Firefly Funhouse because, well, John Cena would agree to marry you and then like a year later tell you that he's not going to marry you. And people will wonder if you're like, you never real in the, in the first place. He'd probably give you a whole set of uh, rules for the house and whatnot. You'd have to wear a suit to to dinner. There did seem to be a lot of rules to the fun house. Do you think Bray would wear East Firefly Funhouse vest at the wedding? I hope so. Well, uh, okay, I, so I if, if I had... If I had to make a choice, I would shag the Boneyard, marry Stadium Stampede, kill the Funhouse, because the Funhouse is just... it. I can't be on LSD for that long. Uh, I just think that I would just fade. Uh, and I'd marry the, stamp, the Stadium Stampede because there's so many of them. You'd literally have a different person every night of the week and more. I, I'd probably kill work. the Boneyard. I'd kill the Boneyard because, well... One of the guys in it is already dead, and he killed the other guys in it, so they're all technically already dead. So, uh, shag the the fun house and marry Stadium Stampede. Uh, so you guys are going Stadium Stampede. Well, I'm just going in the in the terms of the shag marry kill thing that we set out. Right. I haven't heard your thoughts on this, Nathan. Yet. All right, I'm going to kill the boneyard because it's already out of the tournament. I don't even know why it's in this conversation. Because I needed a third. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Uh, when you look at any of the other ones, we probably would have easily killed them without giving them a thought. Whereas this time we had to think about the Boneyard one. I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna marry the Funhouse. It seems like a fun place to be. No, and do, are you technically married to it in the real world? If you marry it in the Funhouse world, I would you want to take works. the chance? Would you want to take the chance of having an affair outside of your marriage, where the fiend is a member of that marriage? <sighs> if I marry, yeah, the fiend's on my side. The fiend can do my bidding. He that showed up. At the, he showed up at the end in the real world. Do you, are we technically also married to all the puppets as well? I don't know. Can you marry a puppet? I'm sure there's some place in the world that you can. And pretty much anything goes in Florida. This is true. We are in we are in destined Florida. Um, and you know, being married to John Cena, that'd be great. Like he's always, he's always out all the time anyway, so you don't have to follow his rules. He's always out doing stuff. Like right well, now, he's a lot he's of time in China. Out. He spends so much time in China, which doesn't seem super safe at the moment. Mm-hmm. Would it be would it be really would it be a smart decision to be married to someone you couldn't see? Uh, it seems useful. Uh, the stampede. I probably just shag the stampede. They've got a lot of energy. Those guys. <laughs> so you got a a sixty minute Broadway, all yeah. the way to the end. I've always wanted to have twins. Would you you have to? (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know. Is is Sammy Guevara legal? How old is that guy? (laughs) Before before we broadcast this podcast, how old is he? He was born in 83. He was born in 83. He had the number 83 on the back of his football jersey because that was the year he was born, apparently. I hate people that do that. Kill this stampede. Like, can I also say, if you shag the stampede, does that mean you have to shag the, all of the Matt Hardy personas individually? Like, a separate shag for V1 to Damascus? Uh, no, his, his, yeah. hips are so, his hips are so messed up, I don't think he could do it. He's just going to lie there and you do all the work. Damascus does strike me as a, more of a voyeur. Hmm. He does seem like he wants to watch. <laughs> Do you also have to shag Vanguard 1? I'm pretty sure he was involved. Could you imagine you're slamming somebody out, and in the corner of the room you just hear, Yes! Ah! I don't know. I I mean, I don't think I could think about something that would kill a boner faster than hearing Matt Hardy laughing. (laughs) Okay, wait. Never mind. I have way too many jokes about if Matt Hardy's in the room while you're banging. Never mind. So the finals of the tournament. I think the two of us have already said Stampede, so I think uh, I don't know what, what, where Nathan was going to go, but I think Stampede might have won it. I was going to go Funhouse. I had more fun. Like to be to be to be Lance Storm and be serious for a minute. I had more fun watching Funhouse. Like it was it was insane, but it was perfect. And I think what we've really discovered here is that. The cinematic matches peaked early, mm-hmm. and, and have like, just gone off off a cliff. Like since, where everyone's just uh, not including your masterpieces, just come out, Jimmy. I'm on about like AEW and WWE, but like the the creativity died with probably Money in the Bank, uh, Boneyard, Funhouse, and Stampede. I also learned that for a reason, even though it probably be the place where people most want to see a cinematic match. NXT is not very good at cinematic matches. 
No. Stick to what you're good at. Solid in-ring competition. Yeah. <laughs> so Shaq, Mary kill. <laughs> I love. I you, love. Who did you vote for? Did you vote for Stampede? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, shit. The fact that Jason, you tried to be serious in any sense after we just discussed the uh, logistics of shagging Matt Hardy while another persona Matt Hardy is watching. Well, if if, look, if Bray Wyatt can count Bray Wyatt pinning a man you can't see, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that V1 could watch you suck off broken Matt. Do you think, think just before? Do you think just stupid. before he finishes, like if you're going down on her, do you think just before he finishes, he's like, delete, 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 delete. Ugh, wonderful. Have you guys seen Multiplicity? You think that Matt Hardy at the end yeah, just right. yells at a random fact about himself when he's V1? <laughs> I hate mustard. <laughs> God damn it. Matt Hardy can hold his breath for what was it? Matt Hardy can hold his breath for like four minutes or something. That is a Matt fact. That's why he didn't drown during Stadium Stampede. That's a Matt fact. Oh, I really don't like Matt Hardy's multiple personalities. Oh, so now now who's taking shots of bloody mental mental disorders or whatever? This man clearly has schizophrenia. Yeah, I'm more. He's weird. Yeah, it's weird that I'm more worried about what Revy Hardy's going to say about me on Twitter. And so you should be. She's a well, scary woman. <laughs> yeah, she's terrifying. <laughs> Rebby, uh, just know that we love you. Uh, and if you have any problems with anything that we said, please make sure to tweet at Ben underscore E-B-E-R-T as he is our HR department and uh, will handle any and all complaints about the content of this podcast. Yeah. Except for Jenny McCarthy. Don't even Jenny McCarthy, Jenny. if you have any problems, make sure to tweet at Mr. Riot so I can have a full, <laughs> full conversation with you on Twitter about how fucking awful you are. Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg, listen, I got no problems with you. You are the lesser of the Wahlbergs. And mind you, one of your brothers just runs the hamburger store that you guys have. Um, but Jenny McCarthy can eat an entire boneyard full of dicks. Um and she can. That's I mean, that's her choice. A, that's a that's a gen fact. That's a gen. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> dun, dun. I can shag all the Wahlbergs. <laughs> Please don't vaccinate your kids. <laughs> I don't vaccinate my children. <laughs> oh god, she didn't even do anything to me. I just think she's annoying. <laughs> And she's awful. That's that's what she did what? to me. She's been torturing my life for 30 years. She drove one of the best comedic actors of our generation, Jim Carrey, insano in the membrano. I mean, did you watch the Jim Andy documentary? I think he's already he's always been somewhat unstable. I disagree. <laughs> I just well, think he was... Well, 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 He's a master of his craft, okay? He channeled a dead man. He channeled Andy Kaufman to play that role to perfection. Take that, Jared Leto, sending fucking rats to people, you fuck. God, that's not right. Next tournament is going to be a tournament of people we hate. 
Do we have enough people to do a big time in Fuck's Hall of Fame tournament? Oh yeah, easily. Excellent, excellent. Easily, Jared Leto. Like he's not big timed anything. Because um, he can't. He can't. Yeah, because he can't. He's too low he's down. Just, the totem pole. Yeah, <laughs> such an arsehole. <laughs> I don't like Jared Leto either. Uh, Shall so, we hit the plugs? Shall we hit the plugs, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, stadium yeah, so your, your winner is a stadium stampede. So I guess Tony Khan was right that a stadium stampede and double or nothing did kick WrestleMania's ass because it, it beat uh, probably the best part of WrestleMania weekend this past year, the Firefly Funhouse, in the final. And so, because we all know that uh, the results of our tournaments are taken as gospel, like a Dave Meltzer star rating. Absolutely. And if you have any any issues all uh appeals have to go through kayfabe court uh we are currently backed up so prepare to wait in line very very long as if you were waiting for the dmv anywhere in america at the moment yeah i mean we we should be doing it going back to kayfabe court soon hopefully we just obviously had to make sure we all sanitize our hands before we we go in and that's not just because of the, the pandemic some weird cases of the weird things have gone down on those hallowed halls We all, we all, we all, we all remember the tales of Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon and the head. Absolutely, oh, no. oh, absolutely. No. Kayfabe Court will be back one day. Kayfabe Court will be back one day. But if you miss it, uh, for now, guys, you guys can go back in the archives and check out all the episodes that we've done over the last was it like eighteen months or whatever that we've been doing this. I don't remember. Time is a flat circle. Uh, life is is meaningless. But you know what's not meaningless is the Rogue Opinions podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Rogue underscore Opinion. Uh, I'm at Mr. Riot. That's M-R-R-I-0-T. Use the hashtag SmileyInThePolyKing and watch SmileyInThePolyKing on the GTS YouTube channel. And for all your other pro wrestling magic needs, go over to YouTube.com forward slash pro wrestling magic and hit us up at wrestling magic on the Twitter. All right. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Scott McLeod1986. And you can follow my other podcast, Scott and Paul's Round Podcast at SP Rambling. And the next couple of days, our punishment podcast will go up where we will be reviewing Nathan's top 10 favorite matches of all time. But they didn't say that we couldn't get absolutely pissed out of our faces before we start reviewing it. So that's what's going to happen. Stay tuned for one of the most drunken, positive podcasts you've ever heard in your fucking life. And I look forward to it. That's on on all good Android podcasts and sites. <laughs> oh yeah also one other plug right before nathan uh nerdonetwork.com is our new home for everything that's us uh including some uh, articles that are going up there very shortly nathan go ahead yeah you can find me at nathan greenway on the twitter and just keep an eye on rogue opinions and the nerdo network we've got a load of things to come the naked men podcast uh we'll be back uh, probably there'll be a new episode up uh already by the time this goes up and there's lots more to come from that but let's just keep an eye on everything we're doing there's loads more to to come and there'll be loads more grapple updates in the future and i'm sure we'll give scott another opportunity to redeem himself at predictions maybe we might not i, mean, I should also mention another plug in terms of rogue opinions uh, stay tuned this weekend should be uh, the latest episode of retro smackdown as we're only a couple episodes away from the end of 1999, and honestly, I can't fucking wait to get out of 1999. <laughs> <laughs> 2000, the best year the company's probably ever done, is just there, on the horizon. I can almost touch it, but it's just out of reach. 
<laughs> I can almost smell the Astroglide and the oils that they rubbed themselves down with um, a- as we speak. I can I can almost see the, the Channel 4 Bogo. <laughs> that was the year they got free pay-per-views and then got them fucking taken away. Bye, guys. <laughs> Hashtag smile in the poly, King. Vaccinate your kids.